0: In today's show, we're going through the NBA and giving an injury update. When these guys are due back, who's hurt? What's the story with all these players, Michael Bolton? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are locked on fantasy basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked on NBA. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. So it's the first time to go through the league and look at injuries tomorrow. I'm going to do a show on buy low, sell highs, but thought we'd do injuries today. Buy low, sell high will be tomorrow, and then of course after today's show, there will be. Oh, there's a pregame show coming. There's a what to watch for for Tuesday. There's a recap show for Monday. So much stuff coming. You're not going to miss anything if you stick to locked on fantasy basketball. And if you're on YouTube, uh, I was to say Utah, if you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and then you will never miss anything. So, Warny. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <coughs> okay. Let's look, at, um, let's look at the Atlanta Hawks to start things off. The only injury there at the moment is Bogdan Bogdanovich. I don't think he's particularly close to coming back. I wouldn't expect him back this week or the week after. And even then, it will be a slow ramp up, period. And you know the story. Like, he's good. But is he ever going to touch the ball enough to be worth holding on? In an injured slot, look, anything that I say here, if you've got a player in an injured reserve spot, you hold them there. There's absolutely no cost to doing that until you get to a decision where you need to use that for somebody else. But if you've got a free spot, you put him there. Otherwise, does Bogdan even become a top 100, top 110 player with Murray and Trey running the show? And you might take six weeks for him to get to that level after you wait for him to return, then for him to ramp up, then for him to miss some time. Um, I don't don't know if it's worth it. Yeah, I I don't think it is. The Rock DJ, Rob Williams. Now, he is a much higher upside player. This is Boston's injuries, of course, if you didn't know. Um, He's a much higher upside player, of course, than what Bogdan is. His injury is probably going to keep him out longer, though we'd expect sometime in December. For the Rock DJ to return from that knee injury, he will miss back to back. So I would expect when he returns that he'll be on limited minutes for a bit of time. I would expect it's probably not All Star until we're back at maybe full Rob Williams minutes, maybe not March. Not to say we'll be playing, he will be playing before All Star, I'm guessing. I think sometime either late December or mid January he returns, but then he plays 18 minutes a night, 20 minutes a night for a few weeks. And then maybe it is All Star before it's at full minutes. And that's really tough to deal with. You deal with it now, but if we're four weeks in and you're losing every matchup because you need that injured reserve slot, what do you do for the next 10 weeks? That that length of injury, and then when he returns, he isn't a top 40 player or a top 50 player. He might be top 80. It's it's really hard to deal with that. Brooklyn. Seth Curry yet to make his season de- debut. Season debut is the way I would say it. and I know you guys want to criticize that, and that's fine. Um, yeah, Curry is still out. He, when he comes back, it'll be him and Harris and Royce O'Neal all sort of competing for minutes. So we've seen great stuff from Royce, especially first game, but solid minutes. But I think that will come down as Curry starts to eat in and it'll all, all but eliminate Paddy Mills from getting decent rotation minutes when he does return. Curry is not likely to be a 12-team league guy. TJ Warren, well, <sighs> when's this guy ever going to play? Uh, how long's it been? January 2021 was the last time he played. Almost two years removed from a broken foot. Um, Astonishing. And it just doesn't get much media because there's another bloke who shall not be named in Orlando who's taken way longer to return from an injury. But this is a a staggering injury recovery, and he's still not ready. Maybe we get him back in November, but you don't care for fantasy. He's not going to play enough. And then there's Markeith Morris, who is out of their game on Monday, for personal issues, not that he was part of the rotation anyway. Here's where things get interesting. It's in Charlotte with numerous injuries to important players. Lamelo Ball, I would expect start of November for Lamelo to return, but we don't have a clear timeline on that. My, my guess is around the 10th or 5th to 10th of, of November in that sort of week, but it could push back further. Of course, with him out, Terry Rogier's, oh no, but he's also injured. So that's great. Now, we don't know Rogier's status because they don't play until Wednesday. So we're still a couple of days away from him him playing. He missed that game on Sunday, and Dennis Smith Jr. is a great guy to have. But if Rogier plays on Wednesday, then I don't know where Smith really fits into that equation. But he is worth holding if you can deal with it. The problem, again, is that we have no action Monday, Tuesday for Smith, and then Wednesday's 10 games where you might not use him anyway. So is it actually worth it? And then the next time they play is on Friday when there's 11 games. So realistically, you'd be holding on to Dennis Smith, hoping that Terry Rogier isn't available for the game on Saturday against the Golden State Warriors. And maybe that works for you. Maybe it doesn't. Probably doesn't. Probably shouldn't. And then Cody Martin played about 20 seconds in the open, and he hasn't played since with a sore quad. So the fact that Rogier, Ball, and Martin are all out has enabled guys like P.J. uh, PJ Washington, Kelly Oubre Jr., in particular, and even Smith and someone like Booknight to play at all, because there's three guards out of the rotation. And Martin, who can play guard forward. So when those guys come back, those big minutes, those 30 minutes that Oubre is getting, it's probably going to come back down a little bit. And the Jalen McDaniels playing time. So there are three important players out of that rotation at the moment in Charlotte. In Chicago, Lonzo Bull is is still out um, with that knee problem. He's going to be a while. It's really hard for me to see him coming back and even having a top 100 impact this season. I don't know if he'd be worth holding to be honest but again if it's open hold it hold him in your eye that's it Alex Alex Caruso oh, I need to play the sound because I need to take a breath here be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. the rabbit hunter Alex Caruso has popped up on the injury report with a hamstring problem he is not a 12 team league hold as we said like the minutes are going to get squished like last game with Levine playing we had 28 for Dasunmu. 17 for Caruso, 24 for White, and 11 for Dragic. There's not enough playing time with those guys healthy. And this is it was even in a blowout um, for him to be useful. And then there is Levine, who isn't on the injury report, but they said it's going to be a game-by-game basis to see when he plays. They have a back-to-back Friday-Saturday Chicago. I would expect Levine sits one of those games. They have a back-to-back the following week on Tuesday-Wednesday. I expect he sits one of those games. And there might be other ones. It's going to be a weird situation. It looks... For a while for Levine with that knee, which is extraordinarily frustrating considering how much smoke they blew up our ass in the preseason. No, he's healthy, mate. We love this full, full five-year max contract we gave him. There's nothing wrong. In fact, we only cut open his knee to give the surgeon practice. That's it. There was nothing structurally wrong. There was no, no actual problem with his knee. Everything's gone completely fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Look over there. We'll see what, what this means throughout the season for Zaki, but it has been unfortunate to have it happen the way that it has. But if you want something to happen the way that you want it to happen, and that is get the right people in for jobs that you are looking for, LinkedIn Jobs is the place you want to go. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, perhaps the best qualified knee surgeons around. Maybe you are an organization looking to revamp your medical staff. Well, LinkedIn Jobs can help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's really easy. You get your job, you fill it in, you add the, the purple hashtag hiring frame onto your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. And the simple tools like the screening questions, they make it easy for you to focus on those candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And that's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NBA. That's linkedin.com slash NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's go to the Cavs. Darius Garland, he will be out. He might, let's try that again. He might be back by um, Friday, but it is a possibility that he misses games over the weekend and with him out, You've got Chetty Osman, and you've got Karis Levert, who push their way into 12-team discussions. And I think they'll push their way out of 12-team discussions as soon as Garland returns. Now, they don't play till Wednesday, and so he might be back for the game on Friday against the Celtics. He might be back for the game against the Knicks on Sunday. Otherwise, he'd definitely be back for that game against the Celtics the following Wednesday on the 2nd of November. Um, Ricky Rubio... We're not expecting until a January, January-February return for him. And then Dylan Windler's dealing with an ankle problem, but Windler is not going to be a part of the rotation on most nights. For the Mavericks, Davis Batans is dealing with a knee injury. Remember how good that used to be for one season? Yeah, his knee is rooted, and yeah, you don't need to worry about him. Frankie Nilekine is dealing with an ankle effusion, but he's been passed in the rotation pretty easily by Josh Green, I think. And then they also brought in Faku Kompazo, who had trouble getting to the United States through a visa issue that is cleared and he is going to play tonight t- tomorrow against the Pelicans I don't know why he was I thought really quite bad last season yes they need somebody else who can dribble I not sure that he's the answer but they do need somebody who can dribble so he's not going to be much of a fantasy asset I wouldn't have thought in fact he won't be one at all the nuggets injury report's pretty clear there's just two-way Colin Gillespie recovering from a leg fracture on there um for the Pistons Alec Burks. Alec Berg. He's dealing with a foot fracture. So he's gonna be out at least another week maybe a little bit more. How he fits into the rotation will be interesting. Do they take Diallo out? Do they take Corey Joseph out? Do they limit Killian Hayes even further? Burks is not going to have the role that he had last season with the Knicks, and he's not going to be fantasy relevant there. And then there's Marvin Bagley, who is still probably three weeks away from returning with that knee injury. I will be absolutely glued to my screen to see what they do with Bagley. Do they take old mate Jalen Duran out of the rotation? As I said, if they do, I'm flying to Detroit. I'm going there. Like, I'm not, but I'm flying to Detroit theoretically to tell Dwayne Casey what are you doing um, we'll see where does Bagley fit into this rotation because again the uh, there's no actual spot as a bit like you don't want livers out of there but maybe they do so where Bagley fits I have no idea the where he should fit is what he's currently doing now playing zero minutes but we will find out exactly what they do when he returns. This news came out after I recorded the podcast yesterday, but the big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo, is dealing with a hamstring injury. He's already been ruled out for their next game, and that does help the case for um, old mate Moses Moody. When you look at Moody mm-hmm. Moody, 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 Moody. Moses Moody. In fact, DiVincenzo's now actually been ruled out even further for at least the next 10 days, so maybe end of next week return. That does help Moody for Deep Leagues. It helps uh, Johnny Kaminga as well, who was forced out of the rotation for being bad. Now he gets another opportunity to come in and be bad as well in that group, but at least him and Moody will both be getting those rotation minutes with DiVincenzo uh, out for that time. While Andre Igadala, yet to make his season debut, he's dealing with a back issue. I'm not really sure he's going to play... Much this season at all, it feels like he's just brought in as a culture locker room guy rather than someone who's going to take the court at all. Um, Yeah, he really couldn't do it last year, and he's even worse this year. The Houston Rockets. The wild thing. Jay Sean Tate. Even the wild thing's going well. I can't do much about that. He's out again. Haven't seen Tate yet this season. He won't play on Monday. And of course, even with Tate out, we are not seeing Tari preseason play at all. Really. He's barely scratching the sides. So I think that might be a drop. But again, it's one you hold on to hoping for Eric Gordon to be traded at some point. But who knows when that is going to happen? I would guess after December if it happens at all. A new addition to the injury report is the delicate dancer, Alperen Sengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. He's dealing with an illness. He's also dealing with an inept coach. But we can't drop Sengun. But the minutes have been frustrating. 22, 27, and 23. Now he's questionable with an illness. Um, at some point, we hope he gets 30 minutes, but it, it, it's, not, it's just not looking likely at this stage. The fact, now I, don't, I don't really like Usman Garuba. I think he's a really good player, but the fact that he went from zero minutes to 25 minutes as a starting center is a little bit concerning. Bruno Fernando... Yeah, you can go ahead and drop him. He had that one good game and then dropped away and now he's injured and he's missing again with a knee problem. He's not the answer, obviously. And Ty-Ty Washington has yet to make his season debut dealing with a knee problem. I'd like to see Ty-Ty out there, but he's not going to make much noise this season. For the Pacers, Miles Turner is probably... I would guess weekend, they've got a Friday-Saturday back-to-back coming up. I would think that maybe we look at a return there on that Saturday, or maybe they play, or well not maybe, they definitely do play, on the Monday the 29th, so Monday the 31st on Halloween against the Nets. Maybe he returns in one of those games. With him out, of course, we know that it's been Terry Taylor for some God knows reason to begin with, and then it was Isaiah Jackson, and Goga Badadze has also been producing streamable fantasy value. Daniel Tice is out, and I'd hate to think what they would be doing to that rotation if Tice was healthy. Imagine if Turner was out and they were playing Tice over Isaiah Jackson. I would not hold back. The Clippers don't have any injuries. That is amazing. But, of course, we know Kawhi is working his way back. The minutes are edging up. I think it'll be two weeks before he hits 30 minutes. Um, But he won't play back-to-back this season. And John Wall's playing well. But, again, they're really keeping him under wraps in terms of injuries. For the Lakers, Dennis Schroeder is still a few weeks away with that thumb-slash-finger issue, same as the tank, Tom Bryant, both of those guys. We're probably looking at another two to three weeks, I would guess, middle of November. I think when Schroeder comes back, there's a massive chance for big minutes, because we all know that Russell Westbrook is playing terribly. But terrible, and this has always been my criticism of Westbrook, okay, you can't shoot, we know that, do something different. Stop taking the bad shots, stop taking pull-up contested shots with 20 seconds left on the shot clock. That's always been my issue with Westbrook, dumb decision-making, and it's been horrible, and he needs to be out of that rotation. And as soon as they get Schroeder back, I reckon he might be. As for Bryant, he's just not going to play enough minutes to be relevant. Davis is playing at center, which he needs to. Damian Jones is still in that mix. It's not going to be 25 minutes, I don't think, for Tom Bryant. Cole Swider dealing with a foot problem. He's a promising shooter, but yeah, they just weren't going to play him. For the Grizzlies, we haven't seen Zaire Williams yet. He's dealing with a knee problem. He's out probably until the weekend, maybe till the start of next week. He would have had an opportunity to play because Dylan Brooks has been out. But of course, we don't get that now. And Williams is just going to be a deeper league guy. Well, as for Brooks, he's officially questionable for Monday's game, which is today, against the Nets. Um, I don't think that Brooks is a 12-team league player, especially in category leagues. In points leagues, maybe. But I don't think he is in Category Leagues. We'll see how much they play him. We'll see what his usage looks like. We'll see how destructive he actually is out there. But for Category Leagues, I wouldn't suggest that he's an absolute must-roster player. Jaron Jackson, there is some talk that he's back at some point in November. But I've seen Jaron Jackson talk about his return in the past. I'm not getting burnt on it. I'll still stick to maybe December for him to return. But he he loves putting out the cryptic post. Oh, soon. November. It's happening. We're back. Yeah, you did that last time, and then you sat around for another two more months. So, yeah, I'm not going to get too hyped about it, but he's claiming he's back in November. Huh. We'll see. Let me heat. For today's game, both Caleb Martin and Nikola Jovic are suspended for that altercation against the Raptors. That really opens stuff up because that's their starting power forward and maybe their backup power forward out. So expect more minutes for Struess, for Vincent, uh, Duncan Robinson and Haywood Highsmith. Maybe even old mate Jamal Kane gets into the mix there. Victor Oladipo has yet to play this season with the knee issue. Yeah, I fear he's cooked. I fear he's done. He's obviously not someone you want to hold in any 12-team leagues. Um, but he, if he does come back and play like a 19-minute-a-night role, that will impact someone like Vincent and Struess and cut down their minutes upside. But I, I worry that he's done. While Omer seven we also haven't seen yet this season, dealing with an ankle problem. I don't think he's going to be playing uh, fantasy-relevant minutes. For the Bucs, A lot of people seem surprised about the Chris Middleton injury news. I had people go, man, with this latest news on Middleton, what are you doing? Like nothing. This is exactly what we expected. He was going to miss the first couple of weeks of the season and return at some point in November. Now, maybe I thought he'd be back at the 5th of November, but maybe he's back on the 15th, but still thought middle of start to middle of November was the proper time for him to return. And that's, Still where we're tracking at the moment. Paddy Connaughton's probably out for the same amount of time. So he could have received a boost with Middleton out, but it's just not going to happen. So middle, uh, Connaughton's value in 12s isn't, isn't there. He's only a 14 to 16 team league guy. Then Jinglin Joe Ingalls, he won't return, I would guess, until January, February with that um, torn ACL that he suffered last season. For the Minnesota Timberwolves, Kyle Anderson is dealing with back spasms. That cost him the game on Sunday. He's not going to play on Monday as well. That means more minutes for Noel and more minutes for the artist formerly known as Torian Prince. These guys are just deeper league guys. Although Noel can push to 12 teams if you're really desperate. Austin Rivers, not a rotation player really. Uh, He's dealing with a hip problem at the moment. A lot of big names on the Pelicans injury report. Um, Ingram is officially out. For Tuesday's game with that concussion-like symptoms. He looked rough in that game. Like he just did not look right at all. I hope it's not a long-term thing, but they play Tuesday, then they play Friday. So it's a little bit of recovery time for him to get back for Friday. Herb Jones is officially listed as questionable with a knee problem. I know that there's You know what I said about Herb Jones in the preseason. I think he's a steal specialist. Um and you know, if you don't want steals, there's no point having him. That that was my you know, he was going way too early in a lot of drafts for me. He's looked, he's probably regressed a little bit offensively this season. But one thing I do want to state is people go, man, well, he hasn't even got any steals yet. So I'm definitely dropping him. That, that won't be the case, right? Just because he hasn't got a steal in three games, which is annoying, right? Doesn't mean that he won't get steals moving forward. He still will be a steals guy. It's reduced from where he was, but they will come. He will get steals. I can assure you that he won't go through a season getting no steals. The steals will begin to come. But that doesn't mean that he has to be a rostered player. That's not what it means. And now he's dealing with a knee problem. There is an opportunity for him with for a few more offensive touches without Ingram, but I just think the majority of them will go to CJ and go to Zion and even Trey Murphy, who is likely going to start in that scenario, and he's a pretty good ad. Zion's dealing with a hip contusion. He landed on his ass, and someone took issue for me saying that he was undercut by Jordan Clarkson. He wasn't really undercut in the term. I understand what you're saying. I did watch the replay about a million times. Um... He went up for a shot, Clarkson blocked it, got a clean block, but then sort of his, they their legs clipped and it took Zion's legs out as, as he went up. Um, I wasn't blaming Clarkson for it, so apologies that it came off that way because it's not what I was doing. Um, but yeah, he sort of got clipped as he was moving up and it changed his center of gravity on that fall. I, I would exceed, it didn't look great. It looked pretty painful and if that can really stiffen up, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he missed a game or two while Kyrie Lewis still returning from his torn ACL. In New York, Quentin Grimes... Still got that foot issue, had that all in preseason. He did play a preseason game, and it obviously didn't fare well. So he's out still. So that keeps Cam Reddish in the rotation. (sighs) Reddish is not a 12-team league must-roster player, but he can be streamed in while Grimes is out. Grimes is not going to be a 12- or 14-team league guy, I wouldn't expect. For the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Bronco, Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's rock. Still got about three weeks for him to return. He had that facial fracture and surgery, which is a shame because with all of the rotational shenanigans and the injuries now to Giddy and Shea, we would have hoped we could have gotten um, some pretty big uh, performances from Williams. It is hard to hold someone who probably is a 22-minute-a-night player who is currently injured. That's a real roto stash or weekly games, also a weekly league uh, stash or a dynasty stash sort of situation. In a daily changes when you might be two to three weeks away and come back to a 20-minute roll in a 12-teamer or even a 14-teamer, it's probably not worth it. Shea and Giddy, we don't have updates on if they're going to be available for Tuesday's game. I think Shea will be fine. Uh, Giddy, not sure about that one. We'll see. They haven't given us that update yet. At the moment, we've got him listed questionable for the game on Tuesday. For Orlando, Jalen Suggs is out with that um, injury again. Like, this guy just cannot stay healthy, unfortunately, for him. Not... Not his fault, but just something continually happens. I think Suggs is a really solid player, or can be a really solid player. And we hope that we get him back for Wednesday's game. He's been ruled out Monday, but we don't know. I'd like to hold for more information on that one. Markel Fultz probably a couple of weeks away. I would guess we don't know that for sure with that toe injury. Then he'll be pretty limited coming back. He's an IR stash, but if you need that spot, I don't think the upside is high enough given the fact that he's missed all this time in preseason, and it'll be hard for him to unseat Cole Anthony now, so that makes it hard for him to be a holdable player if you don't have the, the space. Gary Harris, still probably a few weeks, probably I'd say three, four weeks away from returning, and he's not going to have that sort of value. Mo Wagner's dealing with a foot problem, but with Bowl and Bumba and uh, KK and the starters and Bunkero and Carter all ahead of him, it's really hard to see a role there. And then the um, he who must not be named is still dealing with uh, ACL recovery from two and a half years ago. Again, I'm not mentioning this guy's name until until he plays. it's it's insane, it's ridiculous. no one seems to talk about what the hell is going on. it's um, ridiculous. Philadelphia no injuries to report. good news. The Phoenix Suns have ish Wainwright dealing with a back problem now. They have Cameron Johnson, who's dealing with a hip issue, and they said they're going to keep his minutes in the mid-20s. I do not believe them at all. Like, that might be the case for right now as he deals with his pain, but long-term, he is not going to play mid-20s minutes. They're not relying upon Tory Craig to be their power forward. Yeah, Johnson is going to push up to 30. So don't be too panicked by that statement from Monty Williams. In Portland, Gary Payton II is still dealing with that core injury, so we haven't seen him this season. With the way that Simons is... I don't know if struggling is the right word. But he's not excelling. Could we see... Oh, I forgot to do the sound. Simons, red. Gog him, red! Um, uh, Could Peyton take a minute or two off the top of Simons? Huh. I I don't think Peyton is going to have fantasy value. But if you have like an Alex Caruso or Herb Jones for steals... This is what Peyton is going to provide when he eventually returns. Trenton Watford's dealing with a hip flexor; he's out for Monday, and uh, Olivier Saar still remains out as well. It's Levy Osa. not Levy O'Sar. Unfortunately, Justice Winslow is dealing with an ankle sprain. He's been awesome, really good, 14 to 16 team league player. He may not play Monday night, questionable with an ankle sprain. That would mean that Drew Eubanks gets a boost, maybe even someone like Jabari Walker, summer league legend, might be able to step it up a bit. The Kings have no injuries to report, which is great. The San Antonio Spurs have no injuries to report. That is also great. The Toronto Raptors, though, do have an injury to report. And Scotland Barnes is dealing with a sprained ankle. Thankfully, it doesn't appear too serious. He's currently questionable still for Monday night. If he is out, I would imagine that the big sneeze, precious Achua, is the guy that really steps up. And then you get usage going to Van Bleed and to Trent and to, to Siakam. And Achua could be a streamable guy, but just RIP in pieces, your percentages, because he can have some horrendous games. Otto Porter is still out for at least another week with a hamstring. I think we should count on him to play zero rotation minutes, to be honest. The fact that he's just consistently hurt with his hamstring, and so many other guys, I'm not banking on anything from him. While Chris Boucher will return tonight, how they work the Achua-Boucher Coloco, even Thad Young minutes will be intriguing. I don't think there is any place for Boucher in a 12-team league. Now, if Barnes is out, maybe Boucher gets the nod for more minutes, but I do not think that he is a guy that you need to be sweating on adding and having in a 12-teamer. For Utah, interestingly, Mike Conley's not on the injury report, and it is a back-to-back. Are they going to play him through back-to-backs? Wow, that changes a lot about Conley's value. He might end up being an absolute steal in drafts. Um, and what it also does is it really hurts Colin Sexton. And I pontificated. I talked about the what was happening with Colin Sexton. I said, I think they're playing him as a point guard. And then what we saw was Tony Jones again, who's the go-to guy for jazz stuff, said they are playing him. They are grooming him to be the point guard. So to me, Sexton's value really is only going to take off if my Conley gets hurt or is traded. And... We'll see. I don't think Colin Sexton's a point guard personally, but it doesn't matter if I think that. For him to get enough minutes to be valuable in a 12-team league, it's going to require Conley not being there. That's how it appears. It looks like Clarkson and Beasley will be the two, and Sexton will be the one, and playing you know, 19, 20 minutes a night. You've got to decide how long you want to hold on that. Do you think Conley's going to get traded in the next two weeks? I really don't. I think if he does get dealt, it'll be January, February. Very few trades happen in November or first week of, uh, in uh, sorry in October or first week in November. You might get one trade before Christmas in the NBA, maybe two. That's about it. And I, I don't really think Conley will be one of those guys, which means that Sexton it looks like is going to be relatively limited. Last team we look at is the Washington Wizards. Corey Kispert is dealing with an ankle sprain, hasn't played the, yet this season, and he'll have to compete with guys like Farton, Will Barton. Where's the sound? That. Give it quick. Hachimura and Avdia, He's not going to get enough playing time there, and that is the first injury report of the season. Again, subscribe. You'll never miss a show. There's so much going to come down the pipe. I'm going to jam it down your throat. So go down there, subscribe, hit the no- notification bell, and leave your comments below. And you'll also follow us audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Hey. If you want to see a recap of everything in sport every day, Locked On Sports today is the podcast you need to listen to straight after that. So go follow that. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.